um, I, back to the text. We're in Galatians chapter 6, and, and I want to read you the first five verses. We're going we're to concentrate on verses 4 and 5, but I want to read you the first, uh, the whole paragraph, and, and there's a reason that I want to read you the whole paragraph, but I'll explain that in a minute. It starts like this. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep, keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. <clears throat> but let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor, for each will have to bear his own load. Now, guys, the reason that I read the whole paragraph is because this paragraph somewhat um, confuses people when they read it. Um, when they read it and pay close attention to what's said, they, they, they walk away as if there is a contradiction within it. The contradiction that they would point to is this statement uh, in verse 2 that says, bear one another's burdens, but when you go over to verse 4, let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone, for each will have to bear his own load. Bear one another's burdens, each bear his own load. And so people think, well, you know, that's confusing. I don't know what they're telling me to do here. You know, I don't understand. Because it appears, uh, at least on the, the, the surface of things, um, to be a contradiction, in, particularly when it comes to this thing of burdens and bearing one of the burdens, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, guys. It can be solved, and it can be solved in a very wonderful way with a very wonderful application for God's people. So stay with me. Um, if you connect verses 4 and 5, which we are doing, um, you're going to discover something. Um, um, I don't know if this helps anybody, but the uh, 4 Tion. Is the, is the Greek word that is translated load. Um, but the word that is, um, that is translated burden in verse 2 is a different Greek word. It's baros. Two different Greek words. So the admonition in verse 2 to bear burdens, baros, um, the admonition in verse 5 is saying something else. And, it, and it's clear that it's saying something else because it's using a different Greek word, guys. Um, the word that is, tr well, the word that is translated burden, this baros word, is a, is, a, is a word that is descriptive of some kind of heavy weight. That's verse 2. But the word that is translated um, for, for tion and that is translated loads in verse 5, is, it really refers to something like a backpack. Not, not, not this heavy, heavy load, but something uh, like resembling a backpack. Now, here, here's, here's how you sort this out. And um, <laughs> ultimately, it's going to have quite a biting message. So prepare. <laughs> Gang, um, verse 5 
um, is making reference to the fact that God has, has given to us, each of us, a different set of liabilities and a different set of opportunities. And you are responsible for bearing those, that load, okay? Um, so it's a different set of weaknesses and a different set of gifts that has been granted to each of us and those we are responsible for carrying ourselves. In fact, for each will have to bear his own load. Now, that load has to do with these differing liabilities and these differing assets, these differing weaknesses, and these differing gifts. And God has given to each one of us a differing set. Um, <clears throat> we are, because God is the one who is distributed as he wills, I don't compare my... Um, my fortions with your fortions. You've got a load in terms of your weaknesses and your gifts that differ from mine. But I'm responsible for carrying mine and you're responsible for carrying yours and therefore I don't compare um, my uh, way of handling this with you. Um we have got to look at our own particular tests and duties and respond to those obediently, um, which has nothing, no denial of bearing one another's burdens in verse 2. Um, gang, all of this, I think, will be made crystal clear if you'll look at another passage of Scripture with me. It's a parable. And it's found in Matthew 25, and I want you to go there. I'm saying to you that what is taught in this parable in Matthew 25 is, is an explanation in parabolic form of what's being admonished in Galatians 6, verses 4 and 5. You got that? Now, this parable, you know. You're familiar with this parable. So let's draw some of the lessons out of this parable, but ultimately the lessons that we draw out of the parable are designed to help us understand the admonition of Galatians 6. You got that? All right. Gang, um, Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 and following. Uh, it goes all the way um, to the verse, end of verse 30. Um, now, guys... Pretty familiar parable, pretty easy to, to interpret, all right? But let me, let me just kind of um, walk us through the parable of Matthew 25. First of all, the idea of a talent. Um, uh, look at verse, six, oh, verse 15. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. All right, gang. First of all, do not confuse talents with some kind of human ability. I have a singing talent. That is not what this is about. A talent was a monetary unit. Okay? 
It was a monetary unit, a unit, and some say that a talent, one talent, was worth 20 years' wages. I don't know about that. I just know that it's a monetary um, unit. So a, a wealthy master is heading off on a journey. He calls his servants to himself, and he gives to one five, to another two, and to another one. Okay, so he has distributed the loads of Galatians 6, 5. The one that you are to carry yourself. Okay, now keep this in mind. Those talents once given to you do not belong to you. They still belong to the giver, the man who owns everything, all right? So we have a master goes on a journey, calls his servants, and he says, all right, I'm going to give you five, I'm going to give you two, and I'm going to give you one. Now, look with me, guys, um, at verses, uh, let's see. Oh, beginning at... um, uh, 16. Um, well, look, look at verse 20. Starting at 20. Um, okay, the, the, the master goes away, then he comes back, and he calls the servants. Verse 20. And he who received the five talents came forward, uh, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I've made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Okay. Um, you have been faithful over little, I will uh, set you over much, entering into the joy of your master. All right, 22. And he, also had, and he also had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. I have, I made, I made, the master said, well done, I'm going to pay forever, you will have this. Now, the point I'm trying to make is, guys, the one with the five and the one with the two get the exact same response from the owner of the talents. Which means that the point is not how much you produced, but how faithful you were in the management of what he gave you. The guy that produced two was just as applauded as the guy that produced five. Because you see, the issue is not how much you produced. The issue is, how faithful were you with those things that God loaned to you, or the master loaned to you, that belonged to him, but that you were supposed to use while he was away? So the issue becomes the stewardship of things that God gave you. Or for teons, loads, which you bear by your by yourself. Um, you answer for those by yourself. And now, guys, the guy with the two does not envy the guy with the five, because the issue is not how much you got, because. The, the owner is the one doing the distributing. The issue is, 
How faithful for, were you with what God gave you? Um, um, God gave you things. Have you utilized them? We all have different loads distributed by God. And the issue is, how faithful have we been with what he gave us? So we don't need to compare my performance with your performance or the size of my church as compared to the size of your church or the size of my 401k versus the size of your 401k because the issue is not how much you brought back. The issue is how faithful were you in the usage of it, in utilizing what he gave you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, There's another player in this parable, isn't there? <laughs> he got one talent. And so when he got back, when the, when the master gets back, the guy with one comes and he says, uh, you know, um, I knew you to be a hard man. Let me point this out now because I'm going to come back to it. Th this parable is also found in Luke 19. But the word that is used in Luke is not hard. It's the word severe. So I might use those words interchangeably. Because Luke used severe, Matthew uses hard. But the third guy says, I knew you were a hard man. And um, so I, um, I just hid mine in the ground. Didn't do anything with it. Um, now, let, let's take a look at how the, uh, the master responded to that. He says, um, first of all, oh, no, 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 no. You've got me all wrong. I, I'm so sorry that you've gotten that impression that I was a hard man. I didn't mean to give you that impression because heavenly days, I mean, everybody, you know, I'm just really an old softy. I am telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I have read commentary after commentary. I, G. Campbell Morgan's commentary, then there's another guy. Both of them trying to do mental gymnastics to try to get beyond the word hard and severe. I want you to notice that Jesus does not change that word. He says, well, if you knew where I was a hard man, then why do you go and invest in the bank? At least that I got interest. Jesus doesn't try to change that. G. Campbell Morgan does. And ladies and gentlemen, I think it has done the Christian church a giant disservice by saying to you, oh, God gave you something, did he? But it doesn't matter how you use it because he's an old softy. And he's just glad you turned out so well. He doesn't do that, ladies and gentlemen. He says, I knew you to be a hard man. And Jesus says, yep, you got it right. I'm a hard man. I'm a severe man. Because I gave you something and I have certain expectations of, of what I've given you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know we're in Galatians chapter 6. That's the essence of Galatians chapter 6. Everybody's got a different fortillon. Weaknesses, strengths, liabilities, assets, gifts, weaknesses. But you saw what verse 5 said in Galatians 6. Everyone has to bear his own load. I want to read you what Stott said, just in sentence or two. Bear that load when and where. But there is one load that we cannot share. And that is our responsibility to God on the day of judgment. On that day, you cannot carry my load and I cannot carry yours. But the servant, I mean the master you see, is given to all his servants. Some fortions. Some of you got a lot. Some of you got fewer. On my best day, I'm a one-talent guy. But we all got fortions. And you got to bear that one alone. When, Jimmy, when? Well, I'll show you in the parable, but Stott says it's that when you stand before God. But I think he's right. And can I show you why I think he's right? Look, look at this, guys. Um, he says, listen, I know you were a severe man. I knew you were severe, and so I just went and hid it in the ground. Because I was, you know, I was afraid it might get lost or something. You know? And Jesus says, let me tell you what, sonny boy. Your question is, your, your issue is not that you're fearful. Look at what he says. Verse 26. But his master answered him. You wicked, slothful servant. Your issue is not that you're fearful. Your issue is that you're lazy and you're wicked. And then keep going. You knew that I reap where I did. I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested in the banks. So take the talent from him, give it to the guy with 10, 29. For to everyone who has will more be given, but from the one who is not even. And then here's why I think Stott is right. Look at verse 30. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, ladies and gentlemen, go back with me to Galatians chapter 6. Now I think it'll make more sense. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each one will have to bear his own load. Everybody's got a fortion. Nobody can bear it for you. But one day you're going to stand before God, 
and explain what you did with your fortion, your load, your weaknesses, your strengths, your assets, your liabilities, your gifts, your weaknesses. And nobody can bear that one for you. There are, there are times when the people of God need to bear one another's burdens. That's in verse 2. That, that's an entirely different thing. This is all about a load that God gave you, a fortion. Not a, not a baros, a fortion. A backpack, a set of strengths and weaknesses. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, somewhere we've gotten the idea that it really doesn't matter much. Yeah, God has given me great gifts, and uh, not me. I'm, uh, yeah, I understand, Dr. Young, that God has given me a gift or two here and there. But, you know, um, I read G. Campbell Morgan, and he said um, uh, that, that word severe shouldn't be in there. And, you know, uh, and that word hard, that, that's not right. And so, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Tell me, ladies and gentlemen, does Matthew 25 sound like a big deal or a little deal to you? Do you think the, the master's serious about the fortions that he distributed? Gang, the issue is not how much did you get 100% return or 70% return. The issue is faithfulness to what God, with, with what God gave you. A load. And you have one. Every one of us do. Every one of us. And I am here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that the language, that the, that the, that the aroma of, um, of Matthew 25, about casting him into the outer darkness, whether there's weeping and ashes, that aroma has seeped all the way over to Galatians chapter 6. Where Paul says, let each one test his own work. How faithful am I? How, how, how serious have I been about that which God gave to me? And then when I, when I begin to examine that question, then I can... There's reason to boast will be in himself alone and not his neighbor. That is... There's a, there's a way to be encouraged that I see my, my faithfulness this year as compared to my faithfulness last year as something that's really increased. Yeah. That's something to be excited about and to be encouraged over. Because the issue is not how much return you brought into the kingdom, ladies and gentlemen. The issue is how faithful were you with what God gave you? And nobody can bear that load for you. Nobody. We all have to bear that one ourselves because we're all these unique, redeemed people to whom God has granted, I hate to use the word talent because you think of singing. He's he's granted us a set of weaknesses and strengths. Monetary units. So it comes down to 
How faithful have I been in the management of those? Now, folks, I told you it was a biting message, and, and I don't... So let's, let's imagine for the moment... Um, that there's somebody that goes to some Baptist church in, in Oxford, Mississippi that didn't manage their, their, their talents very well. Just one, I'm sure. And so this event occurs. That is, when I stand before the master who gave me the things that I was supposed to use for his glory. Um... And I stand before him, and um, and he says, well, how'd you do? Well, I knew you were a hard man. So I just went out and buried him. And here's the reply. Let me tell you what, Bubba. The issue is not that you were afraid. The issue is that you were lazy and wicked. Take what he's got, give it to the guy with ten, and then bind him hand and foot. And cast him into outer darkness, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you think the subject is serious? I do. And here's what the point is, folks. God in his kindness has distributed loads among us. And the issue is not me compared to you or you compared to me or me compared to him or him compared to her. That's not the issue. The issue is faithfulness. Faithfulness to use that which God entrusted to you. But I can tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, of a truth. He expects that stuff to be used. Our Father, I do pray that, um, that your word has been rightly handled this evening and that your people can prosper because it has been, but where it's been erroneously handled, I pray that you'd stop up the ears of the listeners and that they won't remember a word that was said. But if it's been, if it has been faithful to your, to your word, if what's been said has been true to what is found in the scriptures, would you use it, Father, for the admonishment and for the encouragement of your people, knowing that um, we have opportunities, we have weaknesses, all of us, and uh, where I am so horribly weak, there's a bunch of strong people around here. And, and that's the way you intended it. So, oh God, um, stir us up from this foolishness of believing that we can get away with our sloth. It's a sloth that you call wicked. And... Somehow, because we've gotten this image that you're an old softy, we felt like our sloth would 
not matter. Convince us tonight, Lord, by the power of the Holy Ghost that it does. That it matters a lot. And would you awaken the Christian church to the fact that we have all been entrusted a fortion, and we await a day when we will explain just how faithful we have been in the use of what you gave us. We ask it all, of course, in the name of Christ Jesus the Lord. Amen.